Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a football Friday, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. It's Trent Condon and Ken Miller for the next couple of hours talking sports with you. And we appreciate you spending some of your morning with us. The BMW of Des Moines guest list. Fridays are crazy. It's uh, no different here today. We'll start in about 15 minutes. Bama Bob, Trent and I, we're going to save really recapping uh, what we saw last night. And by the way, best of luck Friday, best of luck Saturday, best of luck Sunday and Monday, top Thursday. It's going to be incredibly difficult. It's going to be incredibly difficult, but boy, wouldn't we be fortunate <laughs> if we do indeed get that. My God, it was good last night. Uh, so Bama Bob, Trent and I will recap, but we'll preview um, a handful of games, right? Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of marquee games, let's be honest. Well, we got three ranked matchups, mm-hmm. but two of them have a 17.5 point point spread. Right. You have Oregon getting 17 in the hook against Georgia in Atlanta, and then, and, of course, and the Notre Dame yeah. game against the Buckeyes. The other ranked matchup is intriguing with Cincinnati going down to Arkansas. Threw that on the list we're going to talk about. And there's a few other. There's plenty of games to nah, get excited I'm about. Looking, I'm, not, I'm not complaining. Well, I'm already waiting for the day. You know, we only got a few more weeks. So that, Give me till week three. <laughs> you just I enjoyed it. Just wanted to slow down. Anyways, it I can't. Do. It won't. It won't no, happen. I know. It never. It never does. But it's just we live for this time. Trent. And we're here. I hear so you, enjoy. man. I and I will every single minute of it. That's why I. Um, that's why we do this in May, June, July <laughs> right. uh, to get to this point, and here we are. So, Bama Bob will begin, and then at ten forty-five, Tom Kakert from HawkeyeReport.com. We will opine on what we expect to see at Kinnick Stadium. Uh, Mike Palm in his regular spot will go uh, inside the numbers with Mike Palm from Circus Sports. Of course, Circus Sports Iowa. They asked that if you have not downloaded uh, the app yet and you're thinking, you know, I'm going to try Circa. Um, they're so customer service friendly. They really are. Mm-hmm. But don't wait until 10 minutes before kickoff. You know, to to down, and if you have a problem, because yeah. there's a lot of prob, a lot of people in Nevada, Colorado, soon to be Illinois, uh, that are probably doing the same thing you are, and they and they strive on their customer service. So do it a couple of days in advance is what they ask. But Mike Palm will be here, and then Dave Sproul on Iowa State. We are going to change uh, one thing up about our show. Uh, today will be the last day of Friday Claxons during football. Mm-hmm. And, and you came up with the idea, and you're 100% right. We just got so much on Friday that it feels like we don't let the topics breathe, maybe, or, or opine once we, you know, before we go to break because we got so much to do. And then our picks before we get out of here. So we will do claxons today. Uh, but then going forward, you can look forward in the final segment on Thursdays, which allows us to play the Thursday night games. Exactly. Or put them in. Anyways, uh, yeah, last night was, uh, was incredible. Uh, I don't know where to start. Uh, the the quote from Jeff Brom on Charlie Jones. I mean, it's it's fair, um, and I'll read this for you. This is uh, this is Brom after the game, uh, after watching uh, Charlie Jones, whose career high was three receptions in a game. Yes, caught twelve balls uh, yesterday. Had twenty one catches all of last year. <laughs> twelve of them last night. Nineteen targets for a buck fifty three. Uh, here's uh, here's Jeff Brom following the game. We throw the ball, and he wanted to go somewhere that showcases his talents, and didn't think that he was being used the right way. So we welcomed him with open arms. I mean, it's accurate. I don't think it's malicious on his part. Mm-hmm. 
I think that's uh, why his, his friend's the quarterback. Uh, but Charlie Jones wants to go where he can catch the ball. And Jeff Brom is 28-30 and 30 in his career at Purdue. And Kirk Ferentz has, over that time period, a 700 win percentage. Mm-hmm. And relies on defense and running backs, but Charlie Jones wants to showcase his receiving talents. Charlie Jones makes a roster in the NFL. Is it as a wide receiver or a returner? Well, no, that's an easy question. He's going to be a punt returner if he if he makes a, if he makes an NFL roster, but punt returner with um, with more than one trick. I mean, you can use him a little bit. You saw him returning you, kicks last night? No, I didn't, Trent. Didn't look very good. <laughs> no, I didn't see him returning kicks. Because Purdue's special team sucks. Well, and the first one, uh, specifically, the, I mean, the first punt of the day, um, he had nobody around him. I was really surprised that he fair caught. Now, maybe it's nerves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, banged up place, first time in the uniform. He's playing a lot more snaps also, uh-huh. offensively. That's a good point. That's a really good point. And maybe a little winded, you know, those kind of mm-hmm. things. And it's mm-hmm. different. Charlie Jones would have helped this Iowa team a ton. Oh, God, especially with the circumstances that they've been dealt. Right. So with Tyrone Tracy. By the way, we'll get to the targeting. Yes. They, he would have helped the team a lot. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. But at the time, even, why I wondered about the idea. He's going to catch a ton of balls. Mm-hmm. We knew that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Depleted wide receiver group makes sense. Yes, he's going to catch 70, 80, 90 balls this year. That's going to be good. But he's going to be a special teamer at the next level. If he's going to if get there a shot, is a next level, yes. That is going to be his calling card. And I have so much respect for LeVar Woods and what he has done with the Iowa special teams unit. I think he made a mistake as it pertains to the next level. Because he's not going to be there as a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. He's going to be as a return man. And the Iowa special teams and what LeVar Woods has built has gone to another level. Mm-hmm. Now, is this butthurt Iowa fan? I'll be honest, yeah, a little bit. Sure. Because they need him. Yes. They they're Tracy, wa- too. There's going to be two walk-ins. And Tyrone Tracy, I, I won't go that far. Well, but at least he's warm body. He knows the system. And he's been he's been effective in the past. I mean, he, he, look, he's not a star by any means. No. You saw he's not going to be a Purdue. He had two catches for 17 yards. Right. I mean, the, the, the play everybody's talking about his debut will be the targeting that he took. He had, what, three drops? Two and a half drops, I guess? It, balls that were close to him. Mm-hmm. It looked a lot like last year for Tyrone Tracy. Mm-hmm. Charlie Jones is a bigger loss for Iowa, even as a wide receiver, a bigger loss, I think, than Tyrone Tracy. But regardless of all of that, I just think ultimately it was a bad spot. And I, I know another reason that some Hawkeye fans, and I I don't go down this path, are upset about Charlie Jones. Timing? And it was the timing. Yeah. Now, I would argue he went through spring practice, saw... Gave him a chance. It's the same garbage again. Yeah. And, well, now I'm going to look around. Maybe, that makes maybe a whole lot so, more Well, sense. things will be different this year. Right. He goes through spring. It's not different. It's not. It's the exact same thing. Right. It's the exact same crappy quarterback. I'm out of here. He got options. Yes. And he took that option and, and, and left. I have I, no I problem with that. same way. Yep. I have no problem with that. I just think for him, ultimately, it could prove to be a bad choice. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Well, uh, he caught 12 balls last year. <laughs> he caught 21 all the last year. Real quick, um, because we'll spend more time with Bama on, yeah. on this. The backyard brawl, Trent. Oh, why, why is this game? Why, why, why was it on hiatus? I mean, I get the the reshuffling of the conferences and stuff. This is one that's got to appear every year. Why don't we get Kansas and Missouri anymore? Uh, fair, great well, rivalry. No, great. A and M Texas. Mm-hmm. We'll get the, We will get that. We will get it but back. It's finally. Extenuating circumstances to get there. Yeah, but that's... there's there's so many. This is a casualty of it. But boy, oh boy, that was fun. I watched probably. Well, I went over at halftime in the Big Ten tilt, mm-hmm. um, and I stayed there. Yeah. 
It was really intriguing. Two quarterbacks obviously want to watch West Virginia because they're going to be on Iowa State's team. I think I'm right about West Virginia, by the way. They're better. I think they, I'm not saying they're going to win, and no. I never was saying they're going to win the conference, but I'm happy I've got an over five and a half ticket. They're at minimum a bowl team. I think so too. Last night so would have gone a long way to making that Ooh, one a lot, though. Baby. Yeah. And you feel awful for Ford Wheaton because he uh-huh. was so good, Trent. And that ball, I mean, he was all by himself. And then the kid that picked him off, my God, that's some athleticism. Yes. Keaton Slovis, we saw him against the Hawks in the Holiday Bowl. He was slinging it before the injury, Boy, was before he, he got epinesed. That would have been, a, I'm not saying it would have been a different outcome. It was a different game. It was. At least that's the way I thought it was trending prior to him. Can you well, imagine but, those two guys, though? I mean, they're beginning your career at USC, yeah. Southern Cal, living the life, yeah. and you're ended up at Pitt yeah. and West Virginia to finish up your career. It's just amazing. Just It truly is. That's the landscape that we have. If somebody from the future sports. would have come to those guys as they're hanging out in the locker room one day, hey, guess what? <laughs> this is where you guys are going to finish mm-hmm. up. They wouldn't think there was a no. shot in the world. Uh, how much Minnesota did you watch? Too much. You did? See, yeah, I watched maybe two plays. Yeah, I watched it late a little bit too. And New my, Mexico State's bad. They are bad. But my takeaway is it was really good to see Mo Ibrahim doing it. It was. Did. And look, and again, I agree with you. Come talk to me when he plays the defense with a pulse. Mm-hmm. But it was good for between his ears uh, to be able to go out and do that and to get through a game because it's almost been a year to the date that his season was taken away from him last year. I was disappointed in my boy Jerry Kill. They shook hands. They shook hands, and then yeah. they talked for a while I, afterwards. I, oh, did they? They walked off the field for a good oh, probably ninety seconds. See, I didn't know that. Yeah, they were, and they were, you know, the laughing and. So was this kill trying to, you know, get get his guys, I don't know, fired up or whatever? No, a little coaching. I don't think it was anything like that. I, I think first of all, it was Fleck going over and saying, "Hey, let's talk," and Kill was okay with that. Mm-hmm. They buried the hatchet, and then they talked so again Fleck, after. So Fleck, do you think yeah, he initiated yeah, this? It was. That's at yeah. least the video that I saw. Okay. It was him coming up Move him kill. up at all in your book? No. No. He's still phony. <laughs> yeah. No, he didn't even hesitate, CC. He and I'm still... Ponder. What happened to PJ Fleck physically? Why does he look so different? I don't know. I don't know. Did he have work done? I, it's, there's people on uh, during the offseason on Twitter. I, I did see some Twitter on that. I mean, I don't... He looks like a different dude. He does. He does. <sighs> he's he's not for me. So And, and probably getting work done is not for you, too, no, I'm assuming, no. right? Can, can you imagine me showing up one day with some <laughs> puffed-out lips and uh, I, what an eyebrow lift or something like that? I don't know. Whatever guys get. Guys, when they do get work done, I think it's usually how they, they get their hair colored. Right, right. right. You, well, you've seen my hair. Very gray. Yeah. It's not getting darker. No. And, and don't change it. It's, no. It's a badge of honor, dude. Yeah, absolutely. I've right. earned those gray hairs. Uh, you have, every single one of them. Uh, by the way, uh, apparently uh, you double duty yesterday. Yeah, hung out with Sean yesterday afternoon. That was fun. I uh, had a really good time. And we ended up talking uh, for about a segment about the Notre Dame-Ohio State game. And I, I wanted to get his perspective going back. Because it feels like 12-team playoff, it's coming, right? Yes, yes. And every it's going to be rubber stamped sometime today. Uh, two parts on that. First of all... Him as a Notre Dame fan, going back to when you had to be a conference champion, and, and Notre Dame was okay with that. Mm-hmm. They go 12-0. and 0. You said the exact same thing back whenever and that was. I, I couldn't wrap my mind around right. it. Is that going to be different on this one? They're going to get in. They're going. Well, yeah. yeah. And, but in as a 5 seat, you got to win an extra game to win a national championship, even a 12-0. and 0. Trent, they're, they're, they don't have the same body of work. They don't have the same data points. <sighs> I, 
They be, they're Notre Dame. They're, they are Notre Dame. They're Notre I, Dame. We will see on that front. The other one is that we had an opportunity to talk with Jamie Pollard. You can catch the uh, podcast, 4 o'clock hour. Really good conversation. We asked him about the the expansion to 12 in the playoff. Mm-hmm. You know, Jamie, he can get long-winded. Mm-hmm. He'll explain things very well. He just said, frankly, yes. Oh, good. And we moved on. So he's good. It's happening. Yeah. He. We asked, you know, looks like it's going to happen. Do you think it's going to? Yes, uh-huh. was his response. Wow, good. So this is happening. Yeah, it sure seems like it is. Bama Bob is happening. He's happening next. We will do a little bit more on those games last night. We've got a handful of games that we will opine on. We do it every week with Bama. Again, Tom Kickert on the Hawks at 1045. Dave Sproul on Iowa State 1125. Mike Palm also part of the program. So is Claxton's. So are our picks. Uh, uh, real quick. We're running out of numbers as far as giving away the Cyhawk tickets at the Miller <laughs> yes. and Condon Twitter account, which I am now a follower. We throw that away. Good job. Yep. You should also, listener, be a follower because it's easier if you win these tickets to get in contact with you. It absolutely is. We don't have to chase you around. Right. Um, but uh, what we're talking about is Dr. Stephen Fuller, two locations, fullerdental.net, their new location on Southeast 8th Street in Altoona. It's open now. It's brand new. Uh, of course, the existing uh, office as well on East 28th Street in Des Moines. FullerDental.net, two locations. Dr. Fuller has given us Hawkeye season tickets, two of them. Uh, and we will give away two tickets to the Cyhawk. Go to the Miller Condon Twitter account. You have to use the hashtag FullerDental. Uh, what we're asking you to do is combine yards between uh, South Dakota State and Iowa. Closest without going over. Here's the caveat. You've got to go through the list of, of uh, numbers already taken. If you choose 652, and that happens to be the winning number, but somebody chose that prior to you, they get the tickets, not you. Don't be pissed at the hosts, because those are the rules. And it closes. What time are you closing this bad boy? Uh, Kickoff's 11? 10.59. 10.59. Entries must be in by 10.59. Bama next. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. 106. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Bama Bob joins us as he does each and every Friday. Friday we preview, Monday we recap. We'll do a little bit of both here today as we take a look back at last night. Bama, Trent, and Ken, thank you. How are you? Good luck Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday topping last night. I hope they do, but boy, that was something, wasn't it? Uh, oh, my goodness. How much did you miss the sport, Ken? Yeah. I mean, you know, take your realignment, take your NIL, all yep. the issues in Live the game. Live golf. You get you know, I got you. I thought you right. All that kind of stuff. Yep. Yeah. When you get on the field, you saw last night what it, what the sport can be, and, and it, I thought it was just great. And, you know, it kind of started really week zero. You want to go back to Nebraska, you know, stop me when you've heard this, lose <laughs> a one-score game, lose a conference game, blow a lead, all that kind of stuff, bad loss. I don't know if they're going to get the six wins. I think it's over for Frost. The backyard brawl, I, I don't know how you wait 10 years to play this game. I mean, packed house, 
pick six, targeting. The game took four hours, and I could have taken two more um, of it. I, it just wasn't one of the – a lot of reviews that turned out to be pretty big plays, and Neil Brown maybe having to answer some questions about why he punted, which I can't kill him for. See, I would have. I would have, Bam. I thought it changed the game. I mean, yeah, you got to pick up a yard. I get it. You're just what they yeah. were just inside pit territory, forty-eight, forty-nine yard line, fourth and one. Yeah, I. I mean, look, the punt worked because that was the one on the you know the clothesline. Everybody wanted the face mask. Right. Which I thought yep. it was a good non-call. Yep, I agree. Give pick credit for going down. Really, the, I mean, the game changed on the pick six. I sure. mean, the, the you know Daniels hits the kid right in his hands, and it bounces to a kid that looks like he should be on the, you know, Olympic 4 by 100 relay team. I oh, mean, he, he was just He got a block at the point from, you know, against the receiver that dropped it and it was over. Yeah. Uh and then and then Daniels almost still made a play. The kid almost made a Hunter Renfro type catch on the goal line. It was just a great game. Penn State Purdue I thought was great. That was a huge win for James Franklin whining about again having to open on the road, blah blah. I thought it was a good advertisement. For Purdue, packed house. Mm-hmm. They were loud. They stayed. Um, you know, again, you had pick sixes. You had targeting. You, you had a guy leaving everything he had on the sidelines <laughs> after the pick six. Yeah, <laughs> um, right. You know, so um, they go to Auburn in a couple weeks. That's going to be a fun game. Auburn's a mess. We'll talk about that later. Um, but, you know, AD resigns, center retires, all that kind of stuff. So they're their typical mess. I thought a couple other really good things. I was surprised Oklahoma State's defense last night. Mm-hmm. I don't know how good Central Michigan is, but 44 points. Yeah. And then it was great. I thought it was a great for Ibrahim from Minnesota to be back on the Couldn't agree with you more. Night. Yep. And against uh, Jerry Kill, who's now coaching New Mexico State, the former uh, Minnesota coach who had to retire. And he's back in the game, I guess, at New Mexico State, if you want to call it that. But good for him. So, <laughs> I mean, just – like you said, how are you going to top it? We'll try, but man, just a, a lot of good stuff from what a week and a, a week and a night. Mm. <laughs> if you want to look at it that way, yeah, that's fair. You know, I uh, came into it uh, thinking that today we talk about the two Penn State uh, freshman running backs, and, and they were good. They were, but C.J. Donaldson yeah. for West Virginia, my good God. Right. This kid, yeah. uh, that's my biggest takeaway, or one of my biggest takeaways from last night. This kid came to, to play as a tight end. He's six foot two, and they've turned him into a running back. This dude's yeah. a load. I mean, they're he's going to be a, be a in the big I was just about to say, they're going to yeah. be a problem. Yeah, they are. And, you know, again, good. I, I'm not going to kill Neil Brown. I get the decision. I mean, I get questioning the decision because you might could have killed the game, yep. but. Um, Listen, if if he gets stuffed at the line and they go down and score, then he's answering those questions too. That's why the coaches get paid three and four million dollars a year to make those decisions. And sometimes you're right, sometimes you're wrong. I just I just thought the game was great. I and mean, what a great environment. And and they've got to play this more, you know, to hell with realignment and all that kind of stuff. They've got to figure out a way to get this game on the schedule. Indeed. Any other thoughts, TC? On last night, before we move on, uh, I hit Portland State late to uh, make it okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, where did you find we that? We can't game? talk ACC, but we can talk Portland State. 
hey, if it's a winning bet, it, they, they all count the same. Yeah. Even in the ACC, right. they count the same. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Who did they play? I don't even remember. Uh, San Jose State. Did they? Yeah. Where did you find that? CBS Sports or something? Uh, no, they found that on uh, an illegal stream. That's, ah. yeah, that's where we had to go for that one, but it was an easy cover. I was getting 23 and a half, and... Uh, they only lost by four. We were looking good there late. Did you do any Bet Rivers, our contest? Did you make any plays? I didn't. I okay. saved it. I uh, locked in, of course, the Iowa bet yesterday when that came out, getting 20 and a half. Uh, the Jackrabbits locked that one in. But I still got four more to go as we'll make five bets weekly with Bet Rivers. Well, I got off on the right foot. I took uh, I took West Virginia in the points. Nice. One by the hook. All right, yeah. boys, let's get into it. Uh, Oregon and Georgia, Trent Condon. Mm-hmm. Um, look, Georgia... They've got a bunch of new dudes. They do. Uh, they, they obviously recruit really well, but are these new guys ready for, for Oregon? And uh, an SEC, former SEC quarterback under center, Bo Nix. Your thoughts on this game? I go to that defense and what they lost from a year ago. I know they've recruited well. I, I know that the stable is full, but there's got to be some kind of drop-off from that elite level that we saw the Bulldogs a year ago. I know this is Kirby's calling card. I know they're going to be good, but just how good? Oregon has an offensive line. They also... Have Knicks, and we know the Bo Knicks experience. Depends it can be, when you watch them. It can be really good, and yep. normally it's really bad. Yeah. That is the concern. But do they do enough to just hang around, to give themselves a shot? And the limitations at times from the Georgia offense that we saw a year ago. I think Oregon does. I, I think they hang around. What's the number 17 you said? 17 and a half. Yeah. And, and that hook very well could be yeah. important. I think this is more of a, a 10-point game. 27-17, 31-21, more in that range. But definitely grabbing the points here. Oregon, though, if they find a way to pull the upset, it will completely change our outlook of the Pac-12 as a whole. Mm -hmm. A victory here, coupled with another game we're going to talk about, a night game. indeed. Those are going to be big ones for the Pac-12. You're referencing the Utes and the Gators. We'll get to that. But, Bama, your thought? Is this a close game, Bama? Uh, I think it's closer than the spread. And, you know, PC hit on all of it. I mean, you've got Stetson Bennett, who's proved it, and you've got Bo Nix, who we keep thinking can prove it and hasn't. Um, you, well, you mentioned Georgia losing some dudes and man, they lost some dudes in on that defense. Now they're going to reload and they're going to replace them. But I mean, oh my goodness, the guys, the talent they lost and, you know, can Bennett repeat the magic, I guess is the question. And there may be a little more on him this year than there was last year Mm, because listen, I mean, how much did he really have to, to, I don't want to say it was easy for him, but. I mean, when you have that kind of a defense that you can rely on, and you saw the one game he didn't play well, they got beat in the SEC championship. Mm-hmm. And we can talk about Alabama, you know, their motivation for that, and, you know, they were going to be in no matter what, win or lose. But, uh, you know, all that could have, would have, should have. But uh, I I like Oregon in the points. I don't like them to win outright. It's in Georgia. It's in the Dome. Thankfully for them, it, it you know, the, the elements won't be an issue. They won't be in the – you know, 100-degree heat and 80% humidity like Utah will down in Gainesville. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to take Oregon in the points. Bo Nix has, has got to prove it to me. Uh, you did mention Oregon's offensive line. Uh, they do have that left over from Cristobal. I think they're going to be good. And I think they will do enough. If if I think if Georgia covers, it's a, it's or it beats the spread, it's going to be on a late one. But I, I like the hook especially. I could see something, you know, 34-17 and, you know, the hook, you win. Uh, let's talk about that Utah Florida game, Bam. I know, I believe you're in Florida today. Are you not? I just I'm on my way back. I spent gotcha. the last week in Florida, and it is a sauna. Yeah. Down there. So <laughs> hot hot and humid, that and that's the yeah. that's the big question, right? It's Utah. It's it's yeah. it's going across the country. It's playing in the swamp where it's going to be 94 degrees, and the humidity is going to be uh, unbearable. 
Utah, yes. do they need to win this game? This is for both of you. Just a real quick yay or nay before we get into it. Do they need to win this game to keep their playoff hopes alive? Can they survive a loss to the, in the SEC, Bama? Yes or no? Yes. Trent? Yes. yes. On the road. Even, okay. Yeah. 12-1. and one, Yeah. They're they're still yeah. in really, really good shape. It, it would take some crazy circumstances where a 12-1 and one Utah team that only lost comes good. in the swamp in week one doesn't get in. Good, because that's my pick to get into the playoff. And I bet them such. <laughs> They're right. not going to do it at eight and four, though, Ken. No, I. That's what you've got. No, to no, no, that won't get them in. No. Yeah. Uh, the, the game itself, Bama. How do you see it? Uh, I see it. Listen, I'm taking Florida into points. I know Napier's new. I, I like Richardson, the quarterback. Yeah, yep. Um, look, I just think, guys. I'm just telling you, you can't prepare for this. You can't prepare for the heat. You can't prepare for the humidity. Just like when Florida goes to Utah, I think next year they go to Salt Lake City. You can't prepare for altitude in Gainesville. You can't prepare. I think, you know, conditioning, fatigue, cramping, it's all going to be an issue, especially for these big linemen. If, you know, Utah has to chase Florida around a little bit. Um, I just love the game, okay? There is not a Florida student that is born that has ever seen a Pac-12 team play in Gainesville. Okay, and there may be maybe even their parents haven't. I don't know the last time. Florida always plays non-conference Power Five games against Florida and Florida State. I think the last one they played was Syracuse in 1988. It has been so long since they have had a a team outside the state of Florida come to Gainesville from a Power Five school. So their fans are pumped up. There's a nervous excitement about it. They know Utah's good, but uh, I. Here's what I hope we don't get, Ken, and, and you just look at the forecast. I just lightning delays worry me about this game tomorrow night. At six, it kicks off at seven local time. You know, all these thunderstorms happen, and you could get a delay. You could start where you play a quarter, and then you got to go in for an hour, hour and a half, oh, whatever. Geez. That's not off the table tomorrow night. I hope we don't get that, but it's not off the table. But Again, Utah, no way you can prepare for this. If they go into the swamp and win, I know Florida's rebuilding under Billy Napier. That's a big win for them. That's going to be a resume builder, regardless of what the expectations are uh, tomorrow night. If they go in and win in Florida, that's a big win. Big scout for Utah. Trent? I love Anthony Richardson. Uh I can't quit him. And because of that, I like Florida in this game. You're not alone. A lot of people do. I'm leaning that direction. And they opened as a favorite, what were they, one and a half? Is Something it? like that. Yeah, That thing's moved around yeah. a ton since the uh, games of the year and then the week one games came out at a lot of different shops. I'm ultimately, I'm going to end up on the Gator side of things. Going into any SEC school and winning is difficult. Florida, first game for Napier. We know how important a good start is for a coach at a program like Florida. Give me the Gators. All right, Trent, we'll stay with you. Notre Dame, Ohio State. Ohio State's offense is being advertised as maybe one of the best in the history of college football. That's saying a mouthful. Yes, it is. Uh, But they got the running back. They got the quarterback. They got a couple of receivers. Uh, the skill positions loaded defensively. I think they have. They can't be much worse. Your thoughts? They can't be much worse. My questions become with Notre Dame coming in here. Can they keep up? You got to score mm-hmm. to win this football game against the Buckeyes. You're not grinding out a 17-13 win. No, <laughs> you got to score at minimum in the 30s. Is that fair? Yeah, probably. Are, are you holding this team under 27, 28 I can't points? See it? I'd be surprised. I, I'm right there with you, and I just don't think this Notre Dame offense with. A brand new quarterback, a lot of question marks mm-hmm. in some of the skill positions. I know they recruit well, but not at the level of even the Buckeyes because of that. I don't know about the number. I I guess if I had to, I probably would lay it. Yeah, I'm going to stay away from the points here overall, but I think we're going to see Ohio State flexing a muscle. We know 
There is a gap. Alabama, gap. Ohio State, I think gap. Georgia, gap. And then Utah, Trent, come on. Utah for some people, <laughs> Clemson for others, Notre Dame for others. But that gap between those top three and everybody else is significant, yeah, I still believe. I agree. It's two versus five, but it's not a real two versus five. No. Bama, your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I'm, if I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm laying the points if, I, if you make me do it. I worry about a backdoor cover a little bit. You know, again, you know, just the last I saw was at 17. Look, Marcus Freeman, popular hire. I think he's a good choice. You, you know, leaves him continuity. But look, like Trent said, you're going to have to score in the 30s, I think, tomorrow night to win. Uh, I think Davis missing for them. Listen, they're going to need explosive plays against Ohio State. And I think Davis. Missing tomorrow night is going to be a big deal for them. Stroud, Henderson, you mentioned all the guys they got. They lost a lot of receivers. They reload a lot of receivers. You can see the same thing for Alabama in a couple of weeks when they go to Texas. Oh, my gosh, they lost Mechie and Williams. What are they going to do? Well, you know, just watch. They'll, they'll have guys out <laughs> just there. Just watch. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I can't even tell you really who they are, but they're going to be good. And same with Ohio State. I like Ohio State on this. I like them on the number. I like them at home. I think Freeman – I hope I hope he's successful because he really was a popular choice. He's a good guy. He earned his chance. Um, I, listen, I, it just I think it's just going to be tough. I think Ohio State, like Trent said, it different level than everybody else, along with Alabama, and you know maybe Georgia a, a nick below them, and you know we can talk Clemson or whoever else after that. But for tomorrow night in in Columbus, I, I think the Buckeyes. Roll and if uh, if I'm betting it, I'm laying the number. Uh, we've got five minutes. We've got two games in our sneaky good game of the week. Bama, let's stay with you. Florida State, they've had a game. I think that's massive. Having a tune up against any, I, I get it. Decane doesn't have much of a pulse, but uh, Florida State has played a game, put on the pads, and hit a different team. How big of a factor as the Brian Kelly era starts with LSU in a neutral site? Well, you listen to Brian Kelly, he thinks they have the advantage because they haven't put anything on tape. So, I mean, uh, it's, you know, I agree with you. I think you get a lot of the kinks out playing a game. I don't care who you play. You get the kinks out. You learn how to, you know, come out at halftime. You, you know, you maybe you clean up some holding penalties or drop passes or missed tackles or whatever. Listen, this this is a back in the day game, man. How, yeah. Playing this game yep. 10, 15 years ago. Yep. Oh my gosh, it'd be, you know, it would be Ohio State Notre Dame. But both these teams are got a long way to go. Um, if you make me lay it, I want to take LSU. I think they're laying three. It's in the Mercedes Dome. Uh, you know, Daniels is, you know, the transfer from Arizona State. Nussmeyer's there as well. Yep. Look, I just, Bar State's got a plus secondary. So they may have to line up and they're going to try to run the ball. This is, this is not going to be the, you know, spread it out offense that we're used to from Florida State. It's, I'm staying away from this game just because I don't, I don't, I'm not sold on Brian Kelly yet at LSU. Uh, it's just an odd fit, it seems to me. Uh, and I've got no confidence in Florida State in, you know, so in the last three or four years. So I'll watch it, obviously, but I'm staying away from it. If you made me pick, I'll take LSU in the uh, in New Orleans. To, uh, and I just don't think Florida State can go in there and win. Trent, I am excited for Sunday night. It's becoming a tradition. Get around the TV with the family, as Brian Kelly likes to say. It comes down to one thing. Yeah. That was so embarrassing. My God. What was he I love yeah. it. I love it. Brian Kelly versus Mike odd Norvell. Fit. That's what I'm saying. Odd fit. It yeah. doesn't work. Who do you like? Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Brian, Brian Kelly or Mike Norvell? It's not even close. Mm-hmm. Give me LSU no. against the Seminoles. 
All right, TC, let's stay with you uh, real quick. You brought up this game a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati, what a spectacular year last year. I uh, picked them as my highest-ranked group of five team when it's all said and done. I believe they're going to be good again. Uh, Arkansas, I love the story. I uh, love the story. Love Pittman, the coach. Your thoughts, TC? Oh, yeah, you're absolutely right. And Pittman, he's just a guy that's easy to root for, mm-hmm. right? But he looks like us. You couple it with K.J. Jefferson, what we saw out of him a year ago. I think there's going to de- be development. Cincinnati's lost so much. Mm-hmm. You do not reload at the level that they were playing at at Cincinnati. You just don't. It doesn't mm-hmm. happen. Because of that, another SEC flex their muscle here. I like Arkansas. We'll talk more about the Razorbacks later in the <laughs> and program. What's the number? Uh, six and a half, seven, depending on where you're shopping. Your thoughts, Bama, real quick. Yeah, like Arkansas on this one, Cincinnati, hey. even with Ritter last year, didn't look. I'm not comparing Alabama to Arkansas, but even with Ritter, they didn't deserve, they they didn't belong on the field with Alabama last year in the playoff. You take Ritter away, you put KJ Jefferson in again. I don't know that they're going to be able to keep up. They they lost so much. I love mm-hmm. Pittman. We all do. I do like Luke Fickle as well. I do too. Um, but but look, it, listen. Name to watch for tomorrow night. Maybe the best name in college football: Arkansas linebacker Bumper Pool. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> really? I mean, he's good. Yeah, let him in tackle. His first name is James, but he goes by Bumper. And why wouldn't you? If your last name is Pool. So yeah, yeah I'm taking a. Uh, I'm taking the Razorbacks. I'm laying the number. I just like them at home, and I I don't know. I just think Cincinnati too much. Lost way too much. Trent, your sneaky good game of the weekend is what? A uh, sneaky good game. I this think w- there's going to be some. Uh, we're, there, one of us will double up on this game. Oh, you think so? I think so. How about a team that won one game last year against a team that won double digits last year? This won't be it for, for me. Arizona, Not San for Diego me, State. Yeah, that really? one really. At the new stadium, yeah. San Diego State, their new digs there. Arizona coming in, obviously trying to rebuild. Ooh, I think they've got one, a long rebuild, yes, too. Yes, they do. I think this is going to be a fun one, though. Keep an eye on that one. Is, San Diego State, Arizona. Is the rebuild happening in the Big 12, Trent? No. Okay. All right. Throw that out there. Bama, your sneaky good game of the week is what? I'm going early. Ooh, 11 a.m. Okay. ESPNU. How about Mac Brown in North Carolina going that's a tricky spot. Uh-huh. That's a good one. They are a one-and-a-half-point dog uh-huh. to Appalachian State, guys. Yeah. In Boone. This is not a neutral site in Charlotte. This is in Boone, North Carolina. I have been there on a soccer recruiting trip when my daughter was playing. There is nothing in Boone. <laughs> this is going to be one of those just crazy scenes. They get, they get NC State coming there, I think, in 2025. They are going to be absolutely nuts. I just wish this was a night game because if it were a night game, it would be it would rival LSU. So mm. I'm going to go sneaky good ESPNU 11 a.m. North Carolina going in state up to Boone, North Carolina for Appalachian State, and next week Carolina on the road again to Georgia State. What? Yes. Yeah. Who does the scheduling around? What is up with that? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Mac Brown went to Wyoming when he was at Texas. I don't know what is. Yeah, uh-huh. you remember that game? I don't know what's going on with him. Who schedules this game? I'll take Boise State, Oregon State, late That'll be night, fun. sneaky good game. Of the Very week good for me. one. Uh, Bama will uh, will reconvene on Tuesday next week as we're off yep. on Monday. Enjoy the long weekend, Bama. Hopefully, the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Monday games top what we saw last night. It'll be tough to do, but boy, boy, when the curtain went up, it went up in fine fashion. Bama, enjoy the weekend. Thank you.
Yep, enjoy it. And even if it's not as good, we'll still watch. Indeed, we will. We'll be back next week, too. See you, buddy. Good to talk to you. Bama, Bob, Trent, and I going around college football. Tom Kakert on the Hawks. That's next. Miller and Condon on a football Friday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. That's GrahamCollision.com. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Miller Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Hawks momentarily with our friend Tom Kakert from HawkeyeReport.com, Mike Palm, Dave Sproul from 1430 KSI, and the Cyclone Broadcast on Learfield. He's part of that. He'll join us at 11.25, Claxon's Barbecue, and our pick's still to come in the 11 o'clock hour. Let's get to Tom Kakert, HawkeyeReport.com. Tom, before we get into the game, just real quick, I know you've made this public, so I don't feel like I'm, I'm doing anything I should. Uh, health scare for you last week, man. Glad glad you're fine, but boy, oh boy, uh, when something like that happens, um, makes you make, make, makes you think, does it not? Yeah, it does. Um, you know, and, and particularly for me, uh, I lost my dad at uh, when he was 52 uh, to a, a major cardiac event, and he had had a heart attack at 42 when I was when I was a freshman at Iowa. Um, so it was. Uh, yeah, so it's been, you know, just, but thankfully it wasn't a heart attack. Everything's good. Um, going to be at Kinnick tomorrow and, um, you know, just, uh, just thankful for good, good, uh, medical care that I got over the weekend. Well, it had to take some for, to keep you away from a media conference, uh, press conference yeah. opportunity as, as it did last week. But glad you're better, Tom. And just, I guess, if you feel anything, if you think there's something that's going on with you, get it checked out. And this isn't yeah. just for you, Tom. Get this is for everybody. Out. Absolutely. All right, Tom, let's yep. get into the game itself. Um, a perfect day at Kinnick Stadium would look like what tomorrow? Boy, I think for, here's top of line thing for me. They, Iowa has to come out and do something on offense early because otherwise it's going to get uncomfortable, I think. Um, and by that, I mean they got to put some points on the board. Uh, ideal situation is first two drives, they score, Iowa scores touchdowns and go up 14 zip. And then I think everybody would just kind of exhale a little bit. Uh, and if that doesn't happen, I think everybody's going to be holding their breath, you know, yeah. kind of like. Why is this 2016 all over mm-hmm. again? If we're sitting at 10-7 mm-hmm. at halftime, uh, like, you know, you're going to think, boy, is this North Dakota State all over again? Because this is a good South Dakota State team. It really is. It's a good team. Get their quarterback back that led them to a national championship. They got a running game even after losing a guy to the NFL. Their backup last year had 700 yards and average over seven yards a carry. They got some yeah. dudes out there. Iowa does have a pretty big advantage, though, it feels like. On both of the lines. Now we got to see yep. that offensive line come together. Uh, take us to the moment, and unfortunately, you weren't there. But the Jennings Dunker uh, moment at the press yeah. conference on Tuesday, where Kirk was surprised he wasn't on the depth <laughs> yeah, chart, that right. said, "Well, put him on there." Uh, I think that says a lot there. And is Jennings Dunker? I mean, this might be one of the biggest offensive linemen that that they've had in the Kirk Ferentz era. He's up to what three twenty five now. Yeah, and you look at the size of those uh, of the the defensive line in particular of North Dakota or South Dakota State rather, and they're not big. I mean, it's you know two seventy two eighty at D tackle, two forty two fifty at D end, uh, and they're just not that big. And you, you, you would think that Iowa could 
could man down, handle them. They've got, um, you know, Iowa's got got some brawlers potentially going in at, at, at guard if Dunker's in there. And Ellsbury's always been kind of that way. So is Bo Stevens. Uh, Logan Jones is, is kind of like that, too. So they could have some, some tough dudes in there. I, you know, uh, <laughs> no disrespect to Kirk, but that that depth chart that they threw out in the in the notes was just comical. <laughs> it was just like they the only the only work they did on that was took out some guys that we know are hurt, right? Uh, you know, and that's all they did. Otherwise, it was just like we're just leave it to you guys. And and you know what? For me, that's fine because I I'm always watching that stuff pregame. So it gives me yep. something to report on. Yep, and uh, we some drama for Saturday. Absolutely, we appreciate it at HawkeyeReport.com and now on Twitter. Uh, it, it's instantly if you follow yeah. Tom. Tom, how many uh, true freshmen will we see play tomorrow? Boy, good question. Um, I, I think we'll see um, for sure one of the running backs, maybe two. I think Caleb Johnson's playing for sure. Uh, I think we'll see Xavier Wampa. I think we'll see T.J. Hall. Uh, I think we'll see Aaron Graves. Um, beyond that, I'm not sure really which true freshman we'll get to see, but I, I, you know, maybe Jeff Patterson gets, gets in there, um, for a little bit, but, um, I, I think they're going to try and keep maybe him at, you know, four games this year, um, just to maintain that, that red shirt for him. But, uh, unless they have some injuries there, then, you know, you have to kind of adjust. Uh, one of the wild cards I'm curious about is, um, just because of all the injuries is Jacob Bostic. If he gets to mm-hmm. gets in there at wide receiver, um, Addison Ostranga, I think is going to play at tight end. Uh, but, um, cause I know he was in the top three or four, uh, coming out of camp. So that's five or six, Tom, any idea how that would compare to previous years? I think it's fairly close okay. to where, where they've been in the past. Um, you know, some years it might be a little more, some years it might be a little less. And the other thing you've got now is the the four game thing, so you can kind of, you know, pull the plug on some guys if you want. Uh, if you're just not getting them in there beyond really limited special teams, um, you know, you had the situation like last year. The curious one was like Cooper DeGene because you know he didn't play right away, and then they snuck him in there on special teams, and then it was like, yeah, we're just going to full go him, and he only played in I think seven games maybe last year but by the end of the year and in the bowl game he was playing on defense too nine ten deep on the defensive line graves he'll certainly be a part of it too as deep of a defensive line iowa certainly has had who leads the team in sacks is it lucas van ness or do you got another candidate from that d-line yeah i think it's going to be van ness um i just think he's he's a he's a star in the making um he's just He's got that uh, that it quality to him, and I think this is breakout year for him. Um, you know, I'm going to keep an eye on Ethan Herkett, too. I don't know that he'll be a sack guy, but mm-hmm. I think he's going to play a lot. I think um, John Wagner's just Mr. Steady in there. Mm-hmm. And I look for a real um, growth from the D-tackles from Noah Shannon and Logan Lee. I think those both those guys are poised to have really, really good years. I thought they were... They were solid last year. I think they're going to be really good this year. I, I'm just uh, the, the Iowa defense might not put up the same numbers statistically. It might not be as good as last year, but I think this defense 
you know, provided they stay healthy, especially at linebacker, I think this defense is going to be better this year than it was last year. And that's saying a mouthful, is it not, fellas? I mean, yeah. think about yeah. that unit last year. My good God, if they if they come close to that. All right, Tom, so let's get to, um, you know, f- f- fourth and whatever from the 48-yard line early in the football game. <laughs> Hawks are up 7 nothing. This puts them up 10 nothing. Who trots out? <laughs> I think it's going to be Drew Steven. Okay. Uh, but that's just my guess, just based on, um, and that's just, a total guess based on how they were handling him in camp most of the time, which was Tory Taylor was his holder most of the time, and Tory Taylor's going to be the number one holder. So um, I I just put him out there, but I think Kirk wants to see how both guys perform when the lights are on. You know, when there's seventy thousand in the stands, and see how both guys perform. Now, if they both do well. Then he's got a decision to make, but if one of them, you know, kind of misses a, a field goal, then the decision's made for you, and you can just move forward with Drew Stevens or Aaron Blum. Kick returns, also a big part of what Iowa does, yeah. special teams kind of bridging that gap. Who do you anticipate returning both kicks and punts? He was pretty cagey about that. And got asked about um, uh, Arlen Bruce and maybe limiting him just because they're so – um, low on low on bodies at wide receiver. And he said no, but I think you've got to bring that into the equation. Unless you're just going to do um, back to the old days where you just put your hand up in the air and wave. And I don't I know. know that they want to do that. Man, please. No. Um, and you had Micah yeah, Hyde no, doing I, that too, yeah. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a waste! God, driving nuts. Yeah. Just, just. I don't think they want to. I, I don't think they want to see that. Um, I, I think it might be Riley Moss going back there, Uh, but it wouldn't surprise me if Cooper DeGene's back there, too. Tom, this is an anomaly, anomaly, right? We've seen five of the seven teams in the Big Ten West play already. Illinois will play for the second time uh, tonight. Uh, Just your thoughts uh, on what you've seen from the Big Ten West. You can go wherever you want. Just uh, just your thoughts from what we've seen from five of the seven so far. I'll tell you what. um, You know the thing that jumped out at me more than anything else, uh, besides... (laughs) Besides Joel Klatt's comments about the Iowa offense, yeah. which were uh, yeah. uh-huh. headline grabbing, uh-huh. not glowing. Uh, it, it, yeah, it wasn't. Uh, that's, that's true. That's not great. That's not going to be in the recruiting brochure. It's <laughs> <Right. laughs> <laughs> not. Uh, but I would say two teams lost games because they couldn't tackle. Right. Purdue for sure. Purdue for sure, yep. and Nebraska. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's that's what. Uh, and, and by the way. Favorites are what is it twenty six and one right now? Is that I didn't realize? Are you kidding me? That's just straight a, up. Yeah, just straight up. Straight up. Straight up okay. favorites. I don't know if everybody's covered, but just favorites in general. Twenty six and one. I think I saw this morning. Mm, that's a good number. Not a whole lot of big upsets. Money line parlays. TC. Is yeah. that what you're sniffing? Uh, no, well, I stay away from here's those. What those are you dangerous. Wonder is you know what because um, because the 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 uh, the lines have been out so long that they're just. You know, there's no advantages. Mm. Potentially, yep. Speaking of betting, I got a prop for you. Who yep. has more catches for Iowa football this year? Keegan Johnson or Alec Wick? <laughs> you know where I'm Alec leading. Wick. This is a leading question. I get it, Tom. Yeah. But you know where I'm I leading. Alec you Wick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jeez. I think Alec Wick. Um, I really do. Uh-huh. I, I'm just, I'm skeptical how much we're going to see of Keegan Johnson, uh-huh. uh, especially this Saturday. Hmm. But 
Um, and probably next Saturday. Hopefully he's not. And pro- seriously, Trent? <laughs> that's that's where it feels like it's trending. Okay. You uh, you yeah, concurred I, there, Tom? What did Trent say? That he, he may not see him next Saturday. Not much. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that he's even practiced yet. Like, full-on, like, right. really practiced. Wow. I mean, he's put the helmet and pads on. They've shot pictures of him. <laughs> the helmet and shoulder pads To get on, us off but, the scent. Um, yep. Yeah, but I don't know that he's taken, like, snaps in a in a, a setting. You know what I mean? Mm-mm-mm-mm. Boy, that room is uh, yikes. Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. Follow him on Twitter, HawkeyeReport.com. All the info from the press box leading up to the game. What's Tom seeing? Who's out there? Who's not? Uh, who's in a walking boot, perhaps? We find that out on Saturday. Says, not saying that there's going to be, but there certainly has been a number of those times that you've broken that news over the uh, over the years, Tom. Thank you, Tom Caker. Yeah. Glad you're better. Uh, seriously, yep. uh, got past that and uh, onward and upward to this football season. Tom, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Tom. Okay. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. As we, that's some interesting info. A little slip in there is TC. Yeah. Did you like that leading question? I did. I got it. I didn't realize it was maybe as uh, lingering as it was potentially might be. Back in January, you could have got Alec Wick at a thousand to one to have more catches than <laughs> Keegan Johnson at the Condon Casino. Right. I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh, Mike Palm. Speaking of numbers, we'll head to Vegas next. Circus Sports, Miller and Condon. Hour two coming up.